Come on. Frank, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Light Blooded Gage. This is George G. Our guest today is strong and powerful Frank Macri. Frank, so excited to have you on. You are the founder of Thriving Life, Thriving Coach Academy. You are a master coach trainer, an international speaker, and business coach. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, George. So I am the founder of Thriving Coach Academy. We are a program that teaches people how to launch and create life coaching businesses. And uh, I've been able to train and mentor to this day over a thousand coaches. We've been able to help so many coaches get their own businesses off the ground. And I we have an amazing team. I love the work that we get to do. I love coaching. I feel so aligned with the work that I get to do as a coach. And uh, I started out with my own life coaching business about seven years ago. Uh, I had been bouncing around different careers and nothing quite stuck with me. I, I felt like I was held back and restricted in a lot of the nine to five jobs that I was having. And there was this part of me that wanted more freedom, but also the ability to help people on a deeper level. And I remember I was doing some research one day and I discovered life coaching and I was reading these stories about life coaches. And I thought, is this seriously a career path that people are getting paid in a life coach? Come on now. And the more that I researched it, the more I kept finding more evidence that it was a truly viable career path and the demand seemed to be really high for it as well. So I went through various trainings and, and got mentored into how to become a, a coach. And uh, I, I was able to take my business from zero to $300,000 in a couple of years. And I was blown away when that happened because I, I didn't think it would be possible to earn that amount as a coach and I didn't have any business experience or an MBA when I got started. So I, I was able to really learn what it truly takes to grow a business. It's nothing like what I thought it would take. And as my business grew, I had people reach out to me and ask how I got into coaching, how I got started. And then I realized that uh, there was a, a desire for people to learn how to start their own coaching business. So that's what led me to create Thriving Coach Academy. And uh, we just to this day have been able to support so many coaches, really learn what it truly takes to become a coach. And it's been a lot of fun. Well, that's awesome. And certainly congratulations on your success. I think it's always a thrill to be able to to hear the story of somebody who just like like you said, you felt held back, just not really getting what you wanted out of out of your career. And you found this and you created a not only a successful business for yourself, but are now helping thousands of other people to uh, to do the same thing. So I think that that's an incredible thing. How has how has the world of coaching changed from when you started to where we are today, if at all? Such a great question. So the coaching industry has evolved at such a, a fast pace and some people are surprised to know that. I mean, coaching in general, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. So it's not even a question of whether 
people out there are hiring coaches and, and paying coaches very well. Um, it's a, it's really a question of how it is that we are going to meet the, the, the incredibly high demand there are for coaches. So a lot of people sometimes, uh, wonder how the industry has shifted, especially with the pandemic that um, has happened the past couple of years, because our world went through this massive change. And, and even though all industries cha- shifted, co- the coaching industry included in that, we're one of the few industries that um, actually improved when the pandemic happened and, and even still today. And I think the reason why that's happened is because whether, whether our society has been ready for it or not, everyone's been forced to go through a reinvention. And I'm sure like if you and your, and your listeners think about people in their life, I'm sure you can think of at least one person who's gone through some kind of reinvention over the past year. And when people go through reinvention, when they're wondering what's next for me, what do I really want from my life? Do I really want to go back to the, to the normal of the life that I was living? Those are people that often seek out coaches and, and, the coaching industry to see what next steps they could have. So our industry was doing so well before the pandemic and it has exploded uh, since the pandemic and the demand is so high. And we saw last year in 2020 that uh, many of our coaches for them, 2020 was their best year ever. And this year, even more are on track to earn, you know, six figures in their practices. So um, I, I used to think, you know, the term life coach was just this cute, funny concept, but it's it's evolved over the past couple of decades to truly be a, a term and uh, a profession that so many people have grown to respect and desire. And uh, people are really investing in coaching now more than ever. So that's why I let um, people know when they're thinking of whether when when is the right time to become a coach? I would say there's never been a better time than right now to become a coach because not only is the the, the demand so high, but also the the uh, accessibility to becoming a coach is so great because most coaches just work from home. They work from video chat or from uh, just over the phone sessions. So with the flexibility and with the demand for coaching, it's truly been amazing to see how it shifted over just the past couple of years. Yeah, well, that certainly does make sense to me. I've spent a good amount of time over the past, it seems like a couple of years now, uh, just thinking about how we are questioning the way that we're doing things. And therefore, that I'm sure, to your point, translates into wanting to have somebody to be able to talk to. What is the difference between coaching and um, more therapy? Yeah, so a lot of people wonder that. And the the thing is, when I was... When I was growing up and when I was in schooling, I thought that when someone was stressed, they would go and find a therapist. I thought that that was just the only professional that you would really be able to have to support you when you're going through some kind of stress in your life. And I have had therapy in my life. Uh, It's been very beneficial for me. And I remember there'd be times when I'd work with a therapist and we would process a lot of what I was feeling and we would explore the connection to some childhood things. But I I often left the sessions feeling like I didn't have a game plan moving forward and I didn't really know what next steps to take. And now I realize that's where coaching would have come in to be so much more helpful for me. So I like to describe it like therapy is what 
helps someone, it, it's very process oriented. So it's, it's really great if you're looking to just process a feeling and resolve some kind of feeling that you're going through. And therapy is also wonderful if you have a specific uh, mental condition that you're looking to resolve. If you've got a, some kind of an addiction or depression that you're going through or personality disorder. Whereas coaching is rather than being results oriented, uh, rather than being process oriented, it is results oriented. So people look to hire a coach when there's a specific result in their life that they like to achieve. Like maybe they are single and they're looking to find the one, or they are, uh, maybe they're looking to, to, you know, put on five pounds of muscle and then get in better shape. Or maybe they're looking to earn a certain amount in their in their business. Whatever it might be, there's often a specific result that is tied to why someone would hire a coach. So whereas a lot of people who pursue therapy, usually it's you're you're just you have some kind of dysfunction in your life and you're looking to just get it to a functional level. And I see coaching as it's the perfect resource for someone when your life is already functional. Most people that hire coaches, they're already very successful in, in most areas of their life, but they're just looking to take it to the optimal level. So coaching takes someone from functional to optimal and coaching is also very future oriented. It's about where is someone now, where do they want to be? Coaches spend very little time exploring the client's past and resolving that because it's more about you're at point A and let's see how we can create a plan for you to get to, to point B. Nice. That certainly makes sense. Okay. So when I think about coaching, um, what goes through my mind is doing exactly what you just described, but having calls with people throughout the course of the day. These are, these are my clients or my customers, um, but I know that I'm sure that there's a lot more that goes into it. So you talked about helping people to understand what the earning potential is and for lack of a better term, really treat it like a business. How do you talk to people and sort of guide them through that discovery process? Yes. So a lot of people, when they decide to become a coach, there's really two, there's really two skills that you want to master. And these are the two skills we teach in the academy. The first is the art of coaching, which is knowing exactly how to coach someone on anything they're going through. So what questions to ask, how to listen at a deep level. And there's a complete art to that. And then there's the business of coaching. And that's learning exactly how do you how do you do this as something more than a hobby? How do you uh, establish credibility when you talk to people and really set yourself up to have a successful coaching practice that sustains you? So the very first question that I love asking people is, how much would you love to earn in a year? Like, what is the amount that you would love to earn? And a lot of people struggle to answer this. And I know I struggled for myself as well because when I became a coach, I was only using my past as a reference for what I wanted to earn. I was only looking at the salary I was currently making and comfortable making. And I thought, okay, well, that just, I guess that just makes sense for what I would want to earn. But when you really stretch yourself and think, what would you love to earn in a year? What would it you really light up about earning? For a lot of people, it's hitting the first 100K in a year or having a, like a $10,000 month. That's usually the, the milestone that we start with with our coaches getting to and then we go from there so when you have that number in mind then you get to just decide okay well how many clients would you would you need to attract and work with to hit that amount and it's just a numbers game so a lot of people one of the biggest mistakes people make when they start the business side of coaching is they charge coaching sessions by the hour 
So they're, and this is probably because they've see, they see other professionals in different industries do this. And what we teach our coaches is really how to set yourself up as being a premium coach, meaning a coach who is charging $2,000, $5,000, or $10,000 per client. And the way that you would do that and, and offer that highest level of value is by really setting your business up in a way where people realize the deep value of coaching and they invest in the long term to work with you rather than just one off sessions. So if you just do the math, if, if we just arbitrarily go with 100,000, then it would only require 20 clients in a year if you're charging $5,000 per client. So that five times uh, 5,000 times 20 clients would be $100,000 in a year. So sometimes people think that it, requ it requires this, uh, all of these hours of hustling and marketing and burning yourself out. And it really doesn't when you just know the math, because most successful coaches, I would say that our highest earning coaches in the academy, they don't work with a lot of clients per year. They work with a limited pool of clients and they just do really deep work with them. So they're able to hit their income goal, still make a great impact in people's lives and, um, and be able to create a schedule that is flexible and not requiring that they you know, take significant amount of time out of their other interests in life to, to do, to do work. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. And it makes sense to, to start with the end in mind, how much money would you like to earn and then sort of back into it. So if we are not billing by the hour, how, how, how do you coach these people to set up the engagement? If, if I do have a client that's, that's paying me $5,000 a year, what is that typically, if, 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 if it is typical or what are some different scenarios that that could look like? Yeah. So the three steps to enrolling a client, the first thing is to tell people that you're a life coach. People just need to know that you exist in the world. Like I like to tell our coaches that um, your clients are waiting for you. I mean, there's no doubt that there's people that are looking for support. They're looking for it now and they are ready to invest in it. So that's the first step. You've got to just tell people that you're a life coach. And the second step is you've got to offer your services to them. You've got to meet them. You've got to invite them to work with you. And it's really that simple. So when you're inviting someone to work with you, we usually encourage our coaches to invite people to book a consultation with you. And that's just a one hour call where you can get to know them. It's not really this pushy, weird sales call. It's just really a discovery call. And we give all of our members in the Academy a template for the powerful questions you can ask in this call. And at the end of that call, you would you would go over what is the what is the package or program that that you that you uh, want to offer your clients. There's no black or white answer to it, but you I say a great starting point is three months to work with a client. That's like a good sweet spot. You're allowed to offer six months. You're allowed to offer twelve months. And I encourage our coaches to explore and play around and experiment with different types of coaching packages and see really where they find that their clients are getting the best results. So you could have a client enroll in a $5,000 program for three months of coaching with weekly sessions with you. You can also have group coaching. So for some people that prefer to work with groups versus one-on-one, -on -one, they could have uh, like maybe five people in a group and maybe each of those members is investing $1,000, but you're still hitting your $5,000 
uh, per client goal because the, the, the group can be considered like one big client, if that makes sense. It does. It does. Got it. Okay. I like it. Interesting. So what, what, what I think is, is valuable or what strikes me as valuable is that, you know, people need a framework to be able to follow and, um, just the thought of being a life coach, that sounds great, but then how do I even make it happen? And is there a structure to it? So if you're able to give them that, the art of coaching and then, then, then the business end of it as well, I think that's probably what makes your program so valuable. Yeah, the structure is so key. And, you know, coaching is an unregulated industry. So what that means is anyone could decide to call themselves a coach. And so the, the barrier to entry is low, but the access to quality training is so limited. And uh, to tell you a quick little embarrassing story here, when I got started in the very beginning, I just decided I was going to wing it. And I was going to just read some books about coaching. I was just going to rely on my life experience. I was going to rely on my intuition. I was going to watch some YouTube videos. And I thought that would be enough. And then I had a call with a, uh, a client and it started out really well. I was asking her the questions I had prepared ahead of time. And then all of a sudden she started bringing up some challenges and I had no idea where to go with them. And I remember just freezing in that moment and I didn't know what to say. And she actually said, you know, it doesn't really seem like this is going anywhere. So I'm just going to prefer we end the session. And she hung up completely in the middle of the call. And I, oh, felt, no. so, I felt so humiliated. And I just remember this, just feeling completely defeated. So I realized in that moment, uh, a, a powerful lesson. And that was, if I had a big mission, which I did, it was going to require big support. And from for every successful entrepreneur across the board, we see them succeeding and thriving. But what we don't see is the team of mentors and the communities that are behind the scenes that have helped build them up. So when I, when I um, meet with people interested in certification, I tell them it's more than just getting a piece of paper because it's, it's so much deeper than that. Aside from getting a certificate from our academy, you're also getting a framework. It's like if you're in a forest and you're trying to navigate your way through this forest and you're lost in the forest, you can just hope and pray that you make it out alive. Or if someone comes up to you and says, hey, here's a map for how to get through this forest and where to go and what to do and how to navigate yourself, you can just take the map and you can just navigate yourself through the forest with so much less of the stress. So I see our certificate as really a framework for our coaches because they're able to know exactly what to do, what actions to take, and a lot of the things that they don't need to do, that they assume they have to do, so that it becomes so much simpler for them to get their businesses up and running faster than they could have ever imagined. I love it. Well, Frank, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Okay, so my, my difference-making tip, I it's so hard to pick one. I'm going to try. But I would say um, the one thing is to, so when people have goals and dreams, there's always the, well, I don't know if I'm ready yet. I think I need to figure some more things out in my life before I get started. So my, my first difference-making tip is to start before you feel ready, right? Out of the most successful coaches I've seen grow in the academy and, and even just my own mentors and the times in my own life where I've seen the biggest transformation, it's the moments that I got 
honest with myself. And I just started before I felt ready. So I would say, if you have a goal, if you have a dream, if you have a desire to make a bigger impact, then start before you feel ready. Don't wait for the readiness to kick in before you get started. So you don't need to have your life together before you become a coach. A lot of people think, oh, that sounds great, but I have my own confidence issues to work through. And I say, that's, that's fine. You're a human. Everyone has their own challenges. I have coaches that coach me and all the greatest coaches in the world still work with coaches. So it's not a matter of if you, uh, a matter of waiting for your problems to go away. If it's really a question of, are you someone that's just willing to continue doing the work on yourself? And if your answer is yes, then that's a great indicator that you'll be a fantastic coach because you're going to bring so much integrity to your own coaching. So if you don't have everything together in your life, that's an asset, okay? Because all the challenges you go through make you so much more relatable, um, which is going to make it easier for you to attract clients. So you don't have to have the perfect life in order to be a great coach. And many people have that assumption. You just need to know how people's minds work. And, um, and that is a learnable skill. And then the, the other difference-making tip that I'll provide is, is really around um, when people have fear of other people's judgments of them. This is a common thing I hear in general, but also of people that want to become coaches. They're worried about what other people are going to think about them. And I remember for me, that was a big fear. Uh, I, I knew that people were going to judge me and what are people going to think about me? And I'd spent so many years of my life really being at the effect of other people's judgments. And I just kept myself small as a result of that. And I realized one day that people are going to judge you no matter what path you take in life, because as human beings, that's just what we do. We judge and that's okay. But the empowering lesson there is that you get to, rather than trying to avoid people's judgments or try to please everybody, which is really an unwinnable game to play, what you can do is choose which version of you you want people to judge. So you get to choose that consciously. You can choose to let people judge the small version of you that's just living life behind the scenes on the sidelines, or you can choose to let people judge the big version of you that's going after your dreams, that is being the person that you know you're born to be and make the impact that you know you're born to make. So I decided when I was really serious about coaching that I'm not going to live at the effect of other people's opinions anymore. And now I'm like, bring on the judgment. I want them to judge me as I am going out there sharing with the world that I'm a coach and making a difference. And um, so I would say to anyone worried about other people's judgments, you know, they're going to judge no matter what you get to choose which version you want people to judge. And you owe it to yourself to let people judge the version of you that really is going after your dreams, taking risks and showing up as the leader that you know you're born to be. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, come on. Excellent advice right there, Frank. Sounds like you must be a life coach or something like that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they engage with Thriving Coach Academy? Yep. So I am the host of the Life Coaching Secrets podcast, the Life Coaching Secrets podcast. It's on all major podcasting platforms for people that just want to start learning about the basics of the art and the business of coaching. I share lots of tips. I share a lot of um, uh, insights that come from our students in the academy. I share lots of ways people can learn about that. And if uh, anyone wants to get a sneak peek into our actual training program and learn about our steps that we take our coaches on certification, we have a, a six-month program. Um, it's streamlined to teach coaches how to get their businesses up and running as fast as possible. 
if uh, any of your listeners want to get a sneak peek, we have a VIP guest membership and they can access that by going to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com forward slash VIP. So they're able to go right there, create a membership account for free and get a sneak peek into some of the tools that our highest earning coaches are using to get amazing breakthroughs and results with their clients. Love it. If you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Frank your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Check out the Life Coaching Secrets podcast. Go to thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to uh, take advantage of the offer Frank just laid out. Thanks again, Frank. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.